0: And welcome to yet um, another episode of The Next Report, uh, where we talk about Unix and overlooked pop culture. Um, If you hear background noise, that's because um, doing this uh, while laundry is drying and clothes are washing, so uh, don't mind the noise. Um, I do apologize for that. It's the best way for me to get something out there uh, this Tuesday and I'm doing this solo Um, Shaggy has been having issues with coughing he's been taking medicine for it but it's kind of been fighting back with him and everything else so figured why not give him a break this week and kind of go over uh, some of the things that I have been doing a little bit, as well as cover some things that um, have happened or are going to happen, um, and everything else. So, anyway, uh, first, uh, obviously uh, Donald Trump is now officially the President of the United States. He's number 45, and uh, there have been a lot of uh, mixed feelings about this. Um, and going kind of briefly into politics for a little bit, not for very long, just a little bit, um, I'm going to be uh, posting an essay on thomasholbrook.com, kind of pointing people in the right direction. Uh, But for those of you who don't always follow politics, I'll go ahead and give you a preview of this anyway, of sorts. Well, not a preview. You're going to be hearing this after um, the fact that this thing gets published. Uh, One of the things that um, I'm going to be talking about is the fact that the real power is at the local level. City, county, and state. And what people need to start doing is finding out okay who is your mayor who are, who are your city council members that's if you live within the the city limits of a town or city and if not if you're outside or in the country what have you then you just need to focus more on you know local school board um, if, al- if applicable, um, you know who who your county officials are, you know those sorts of things, and then from there go to the state. Now, the midterm elections, you're not going to have as much of an opportunity because only a few state positions are going to be up for reelection. Um, some U.S. senators, their terms are going to be coming up. Uh, t- about two... You know, next year, actually. <laughs> um, 2018. And that's where things are going to get interesting. Um, basically, if you don't like who is in office now, look at their opposition. If their opposition... And this is, this is going to be a crucial point down the road. If the opposition is inadequate then maybe it's time to consider alternative candidates. Period. End of story. It's... You don't always have to go with Coke or Pepsi. Um, There are other options out there. And if you feel good about the choice you made, and feel it was the best choice, regardless of who wins or loses, then you made the right choice. But that's more or less what's going to happen. And it's, you know, what's, that's what's going to have to happen. If, you know, positive progress is going to be made and positive change is to be enacted, you have to get involved. Now, we've already seen some news out, you know, items of, First of all, I don't care who attended the inauguration. I could care less. Um, there's always going to be a crowd. It may not have been as big as, you know, 2009, but it was still quite a few people um, who showed up. And there was a number of people who watched it on TV. And that's not including those who streamed it um, after the fact. So. I don't care about the inauguration. What I care about is the action shortly after. There was an executive order signed allegedly to make things easier in terms of waivers regarding the Affordable Care Act. Well, details were so vague that I'm skeptical about it. I don't... I don't see that doing a whole lot, and of course, no, we're not going to be part of the trans—you know, the TPP, Trans-Pacific Partnership, um, and and you know, inklings of quote-unquote renegotiating NAFTA. Um, here's the reality yeah, there are still manufacturing jobs. And yeah, more could come back to the U.S. But even if they do, automation is going to take the place of people, whether we like it or not. Automation can reduce the workload of physical labor. And that's the issue at hand, isn't it? So, we need to learn to read between the lines on that one as well. Uh, anyway, uh, moving right along, we of course have some conventions coming up in February, March. You know, uh, StealthCon is coming up and that's going to be on the University of Central Missouri's campus. and. We also have Nakacon that's coming up as well, and as the dates get a little bit closer, and I'll give more details on that. Generally, conventions—it's a good idea to uh, pay for your tickets early or pay for your passes early. Um, that way, they cost less. There's always early bird discounts. Um, and for those of you who work a Monday through Friday schedule, uh, they're pretty ideal because a lot of the action happens on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the introductory stuff on Friday, generally. Uh, you know, three-day weekend, that sort of thing. So, and, and I've been to a few. I've been to a few Naka Cons. I was at Anime Fest Wichita, um, Project A Con in Texas. Um, and I, I was at Wizard World in 2000, so I've been to a few conventions, and they're pretty fun. Uh, it's, it's a pretty fantastic way of meeting like-minded people, sharing, you know, your likes, and discovering new things that you might like that you didn't know you liked. It's pretty exciting. Plus, there's people who dress up in costumes and everything else, and whether it's homemade or store-bought or bought from somebody who put it together for you, um, it doesn't matter. It's still it's still fun to watch. But anyway, always get you know always buy your passes early if you can, and if you are booking a hotel, take advantage of their showers. Um, because with a lot of people moving around, um, you're not gonna quite be able to get as you know get away with recycling certain articles of clothing as much as you normally would be able to. Because there's too many people um, in somewhat of a confined space at times, and they're gonna know <laughs> if you haven't showered in days. They'll figure it out quickly. Um, they call it con funk. So. That's <laughs> that's not a not a good idea anyway, um, what uh, is going to happen next week is, of course, the uh, Royal Rumble. and we don't know what's going to happen. Um, you have all kinds of unexpected people participating in it. The Undertaker is participating. Goldberg, of course, is. And we don't know what the conclusion is going to be. It sounds like they're actually trying to build up this year's WrestleMania to be something truly special. And it kind of reminds me of, I think, 18. I think it was WrestleMania 18. Where you had Diamond Dallas Page uh, defending the European Championship um, against Christian, and all sorts of other th- uh, other matches. It was one of those, you know, not big monumental numbers, right? But it was it was one of those really well put together, the, but underrated cards. And this one is probably going to be around the same, except. It'll be better built and better advertised and everything else and blah 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 blah. So, so, um, I'm I'm gonna make a prediction. I'm looking for Cena to win the championship, just so he can tie Ric Flair. And what I'd like to see is Goldberg actually winning the Rumble and challenging. And people thinking, oh, he's going to challenge Kevin Owens... ...only to turn around and challenge Cena, hero versus hero. And that... ...that would prove to be one of the most unexpected things ever. And... ...can you imagine the build to such a match? And everything else? That would be fantastic... And, of course, have Goldberg win the belt while you're at it. Have him hang in there until about SummerSlam. Maybe have Brock Lesnar get his revenge. And then from there... From there... Goldberg has a guaranteed ticket into the Hall of Fame. Came back for for one last... For one last, you know... Showdown and wound up doing something unexpected and then that's when you use that opportunity to build everybody else up and say, oh look, because this guy came back, he's 50 years old, but he's still beating people up. Now everybody's stepping up their game and everybody's pushing themselves harder. If done right, I think it could... Proved to be interesting, but we'll see. Um, who who knows what's going to happen? Uh, maybe Finn Balor will come back and and maybe he'll eliminate the Undertaker and they'll face each other at WrestleMania and the Undertaker will pass the torch to Balor. That would be pretty cool. Um, that would be uh, pretty incredible, uh, to be honest. So. Uh, There's that. Um, Now, on the technology front, which, you know, unfortunately, uh, I have to watch WWE Network on Microsoft Edge, which is not very nice. I I have a tablet now that could run it, run the WWE app, because, for whatever reason... Uh, Intel devices, uh, it's incompatible with them for Android, which is bad. But alas, that's what I'm stuck with. Because I, I can't exactly run it in Chrome because there's an issue with Flash. And for whatever reason, the WWE Network, they don't have it running on something other than flash so i can't use alternative platforms for it unless i have a tablet but i'm not going to want to watch it on a tiny screen so uh yeah that's where i'm at on that one um but uh, the good news is that with with um Android subsystem of sorts you know basically being grafted into Chrome OS uh, there may be an opportunity for arm based devices and so that's that excites me a little bit um, that does give me a little bit of hope we'll see what happens but it gives me some hope but uh, you know in terms of you know technological achievements um, something simple like being able to watch some of your favorite stuff without having to deal with a bunch of nonsense would be nice but it is what it is Um, by the way I have Ubuntu Mate Edition running on um, the $5 powerhouse that I purchased last year I have not changed the optical drive out yet I'll probably get to it way later. Um, everything responds fast and crisp and everything else. And I'm still debating. Uh, I, I'm i still really debating if I want to change anything out or not. I really haven't decided yet. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to just swap out hard drives. And... Reformat and all that good junk. I don't know what I'm gonna do uh, with the with the Intel-based workstation I had been using to um, basically, um, you know, record the podcast and everything else. I don't know what the thing supports and what it doesn't support because. That thing has an AMD graphics card in there. It's an AMD-based system. It's fast. It's responsive. It impresses the hell out of me, and I'm extremely happy with it uh, to the point where I'm like, I might just uh, swap some stuff out. But I have not decided yet. I don't know what I am going to do uh, with it. Uh, we'll see. Um, I still have some parts laying around that I can swap stuff out on, and I'd have to reinstall a bunch of stuff and reconfigure it. But this thing has, yeah, has about you know seven gigs of RAM compared to you know only four gigs, working with you know you know on a on another system. So four gigs of RAM with a one gigabyte. RAM video card versus you know a total of eight gigs of memory from the one gigabyte AMD video card, and this thing's running like the open source drivers because you know that's the only way to get any video functionality whatsoever. And I don't know how effective the HDMI support would be at this point, so it's up in the air. We'll see. Um, if all else fails, I, I just—I don't know. Um, I'll just have to see. But it is a very nice workstation, and I—it tickles me to death that I've been able to uh, use use that thing so far, and it's and it's been working flawlessly. Um, what I may wind up doing is. Um you know moving it over and doing the multi-monitor setup with it, and then just move, maybe move the hard drive around. I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. Or I, I could get a, um, a USB hard drive and just connect it to uh, to uh, my router because it has a USB port. And just share, do a network share on that one, and go from there. That way, that way I can have plenty of space to do all sorts of projects while leaving plenty of space on the uh, both computers' hard drives. I haven't figured out what to do yet, so we'll see. Um, we'll see, but. Uh, but yeah, been... Oh, and I've been experiment. I may want a multi-monitor setup anyway on this because uh, I've been uh, experimenting with QMU uh, using Virtual Bricks as well because like the QMU launcher hasn't been cooperating with me worth anything. But Virtual Bricks works fine for some reason. And I'm trying to get back into, uh, you know old-fashioned software, things like Windows 95, 98, you know, those sorts of things. Because I figured if, if I can do those things and run a lot of old software for the hell of it, then you know we'll be good to go. And basically kind of blog about vintage computing because it's kind of fun. Um, and that means I don't have to set up additional hardware to do it I just set it up on one workstation and just have one little thing running and be like this is kind of what it looks like and everything else and go from there so it it's one of those things that um, that I look forward to messing with a little bit more it it takes forever to set that stuff up like once the emulation runs, it runs well. My only issue is getting the display to virtual display to actually go in and be like you know not looking blurry or or anything like that because for whatever reason, when I set it set a resolution inside the inside of the um you know emulated you know the guest system. Uh, what winds up happening is it kind of it kind of just scales it down to where you can barely see <laughs> anything. And it's just I'm like, oh, my goodness, really? So um, it, it's just one of those interesting things. But uh, anyway, I, I've been messing with that. Uh, I tried Box. It doesn't cooperate with me worth anything, so I'm like, oh, forget it. Um and, and and there there's other packages out there and before anybody asks about VirtualBox, I'm using QMU so that I can run ninety-five, ninety-eight, maybe even Millennium without having to resort to doing a bunch of nonsense because VirtualBox They don't support certain color depth things in ninety five and ninety eight. It's either two thousand XP or beyond, pretty much, and it just no. Um, I might see if plus plus QMU emulates a Cirrus Logic. integrated graphics with just enough video memory to where you can have a eh, decent resolution. So it's it's not bad um, at all. It's actually pretty good. You know, for considering legacy-wise. And plus, with the advancements being made in terms of emulating uh, Voodoo 1 graphics, and eventually, I imagine Voodoo 2... And banshee being emulated better what that what that will do is it will allow um, better appearance and better support for a bunch of legacy stuff so that's that's kind of cool and with with software like virtual bricks you can create your own virtual network and set up all your guests to network to a server and you can mess with it and actually simulate a networked environment which can actually come in handy if you're wanting to learn the concept of networking because it even has this nice little uh, diagram layout of your your network and everything else but you have to have all the modules enabled so um, that's something I'm not going to quite be able to experiment with but hey that's alright um, I have no problem with that but um, I've been messing with that and, uh, it, and and you know that HP system with the Phenom processor it's the fastest system that I've ever had in a long time like it even beats the quad core uh, Intel system that's running Windows 10 right now so it, it's doing really well I'm really pleased with what I see. So, uh, there's that. Uh, What I need to figure out what to do is, you know, whether I want the status quo or just kind of switch things around, I haven't figured out yet. Um, But, what I have figured out is um, I am slowly setting up a Patreon page for those who like what we do uh there's so much we want to be able to do we want to be able to review devices we want to be able to uh go to conventions and bring back you know pictures of hey this is the cool stuff we did here here and here you know go to events you know you know like you know wrestling, big wrestling shows and say, hey, we were there and we got to meet these people. Those sorts of things. But the unfortunate reality is it requires money. And one of the struggles that I've been having is that I have had trouble giving myself permission to make money off of this thing. So, um, I've been working on it, getting it set up to it's not published yet. It's, I'm waiting on more feedback. And, and as soon as that is finished, I'll go ahead and publish it and say, Hey, uh, here is where we are at. If you want to help us out, feel free. And then we'll keep at it and everything else. And that's part of the reason why I'm trying to make an effort to get a show out every Tuesday. And you're not necessarily going to see... You know, you know us on YouTube all the time, doing an episode. That's if there's more than one host involved in this and everything else. So, and we're still trying to work stuff out to where it can, where it can work out and everything else. Um, uh, we're still trying to figure out scheduling and everything else. I, I am more free, freed up on most Saturdays and Sundays for the time being. Um, especially Sunday. So, that's, that can work out. Um, that, but that's where I'm pretty much at right now. Anywho, I want to close out the show by asking for your help on one thing in particular. Um, there is an organization called the ReGlue Project. Uh, ReGlue was once known as the Helios Project. Um, It's the same mission, different name. And what they do in the Taylor, Texas area is they take computers put Linux-based operating systems on them, and then they give them to kids whose parents couldn't afford them. Um, there's been some who have you know, been able to take these computers, do stuff with them, do their homework with them, learn you know, a lot of wonderful things using them. Some of them have gone on to college and have moved on up in the world because somebody was kind enough and generous enough to make sure that they were able to get this accomplished. Um, Ken Starks is trying to you know do, at the very least, one last hurrah this year to try to do as much good as possible in his local community. And so he set up a campaign on... Indiegogo, and some of the perks are pretty cool. Um, you know, you know, there's a you know preloaded flash drive I'm eyeing a little bit just to see, and and a few other goodies. And they're at the last time I looked, it was like nine hundred. Um, on our part, what we're going to do is we're going to share every day the link to their Indiegogo campaign until their campaign is over, until it ends. Um, they're at 900. And oftentimes, and this is the ironic part, oftentimes, yeah, they need equipment. They, they always could use more equipment and more parts to put systems together, Right. Where the expenses come in is cost of fuel to go back and forth, to get the stuff delivered and set up, you know, those sorts of things that can, you know, it adds up to the point where it can cripple the ability to get stuff done. Equipment is always needed, Um, and reglue.org has all the information on especially the stuff that they're looking for. Um, and how you can specifically donate but the indieGoGo campaign can help with you know with you know basically gas money for the year and anything else that comes up and what have you So when you see this on our on our pages if you could at the very least like if it's on Facebook, like it on Twitter, favorite it on Twitter, retweet it, uh, plus it on Google Plus, and and you know sh- share and reshare it, and just let people know, hey, uh, they're trying to do this wonderful thing. Be- um, there, there's you know kind of the sounds of possibly winding things down and and passing the torch to other like-minded people, while. You know, while it's still feasible, because, you know, you know, as much as much as it, you know, as as unpleasant as it is to say it, you know, when it comes to age, um, the mind may think, yeah, I can still do this. The body will let you know. Uh, no, you can't. Um, and that's some and and Ken Starks is getting up there in years. So, um, I think it would do his heart good to see the generosity of a lot of people. Yesterday, it was at, like, 500 when I checked. Um, today, you know, today, I'm recording this on Sunday, so it's, it's been bumped up by about 400. And, like I said, there there's some really cool, neat little perks. Um... So we'll we'll see what happens. I hope for the best. I'm hoping that that uh he that they succeed in getting the funding that they need. And it's a flexible funding campaign. So they'll they'll get what you know <clears throat> minus any fees that are taken out, they'll get pretty much what you give them. Um what you pledge to them and everything else. So hopefully hopefully there's enough people who are gen- generous and, and can help them out. Um, as soon as I get paid, I'll, I'll probably chip in just a little bit. Um, every little bit helps. But um, <clears throat> Anyway, I want everybody to be able to do all of that. Um, so with that said, um, when you see that on all our social media pages... Uh, please share, please like, plus, whatever it takes. Bring attention to this. And hopefully we'll see to it that um, that they meet their goal. And I want them to be able to meet their goal and possibly even exceed it. Uh, that's what I'm seeking at this point. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this episode up. Uh, entertain yourself, educate yourself, and most importantly, uh, please remember to empower yourself. Uh, I'm Thomas Holbrook II. Uh, you've been listening to the Next Report podcast, and next week, um, after the Royal Rumble, you'll likely hear me uh, react to it on possibly YouTube. I'll see what I can set up and give my thoughts and my my take on the rumble itself and how it ended I do have it marked in my calendar that I will not be available for anything that day because I am, unless some some really big emergency comes up, but other than that nope, I'm not going to be available (laughs) because I'll be watching the rumble, so entertain yourself, educate yourself empower yourself um And I will um, talk with you next week. Take care.